0: What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT three sixty five. And for me, you know, buying an NFT every single day for a year uh, has taught me lots of lessons. Uh, lessons in you know understanding, uh, or maybe maybe not underestimating the importance uh, of research. Also, you know, the kind of a lesson of you know when you're dealing in a market that is really based on um speculation and a lot of variables that are outside your control there can be uh, a lot of things at play. Uh, you know one of the other things is you know I'm very analytical I'm a data you know my you know computer science being my kind of background, uh, and I've always been someone that loves data and information even, Even though I'm not like a website person, I love using SEM Rush and and, uh, optimizing our website. I use a lot of analytic tools for um, social media. You know, I post on Twitter, I don't know, 15, 20 times a day. uh, And I also understand the difference between posting a photo versus posting uh, an image. I also am very dialed into when my audience is most active on a social platform versus when they're least active so that I can kind of optimize a lot of those things. But I will tell you, when it comes to this NFT space, you know, one of the things that is interesting is that, you know, the data that we have at our disposal, for me, feels very much like the vanity metric data that we had at our disposal, uh, early days, social media, right, where maybe the only things we could, you know, base our, our you know, someone's influence on was maybe the number of followers they might have, Right. And I think you know it's so interesting to me. As like the more you know, research that I've been doing, the more I've been diving in. I've used a couple of different tools, a couple of different software, a couple of different overlays. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Twitter lists. Uh, if you didn't, uh, if you didn't listen to that episode a while back, I broke down Twitter in like really uh, in depth uh, on all of the ways I use Twitter. So if you're new to Twitter or you're not figuring out Twitter, um, I'll actually include in the show notes here. Uh, the blog post that I wrote—it's—it's uh, it's a long blog post, but I broke it down into sections on um, how I optimize and leverage Twitter. You know, for you know, I have a hundred and whatever forty thousand, hundred and thirty thousand followers on Twitter. It's something I use every single day, um, and you know, I'm very blessed that Twitter has optimized. You know, has driven a, a lot of my success. I can even tell you, you know, from a a page view perspective. I mean, just to put it in uh, perspective. You know, my profile, just that my Twitter profile itself uh, per month averages a quarter million views per month, uh, my Twitter profile does. So you'll notice that I optimize my Twitter bio, the link in my bio, the, you'll even notice the, you know, the way that I use my pinned tweet. Uh, I often chimes, you won't see a pinned tweet of mine uh, for longer than seven days. I really try to keep that fresh because I know if someone's coming to my page, that's the thing on the top. And so with all that being said, you know, there's there's also I've always had also a a, a hesitancy. Is that even a word? I've been hesitant (laughs) to, um, in some cases, really talk about like individual tools or software. And it's the same thing in social media space. Right. Because for me, a lot of it is, you know, it's user, you know, it's. You, know, you get out of it, what you put into it. And you also, it's about optimizing for what matters to you. And I think I say it, you know, every time we talk about, you know, this NFT space, I always say you know, we have to define our own success. And then we have to really map out the goals that we want to measure to determine that success. Well, I think mapping out those goals that are measurable, A lot of that comes down to you know what data and things that we are going to use kind of at our disposal, and I will tell you, um, you know, I I have no affiliation with any one of the of the tools uh, here in the NFT space. Actually, if you know someone that uh, that has you know uh, access in one of these tools, uh, I would love to beta test. I would love to um, help them shape. Uh, their tools, Uh, you know, interestingly enough, I haven't had any, you know, in my previous life, that was something, you know, I have, you know, even on my phone now, I think I have 11 apps in test flight. Uh, I'm big into testing and and giving feedback. And, uh, for whatever reason, I, you know, I, I think mainly because a lot of these tools are still like just kind of in like the rapid growth phase and just trying to get out features and, and benefits that, you know, a lot of them uh, haven't been reaching out to like, you know, uh, influencers or people in the space, uh, but I, I hope that changes. Right. And I, and I want to be on the forefront of that. Uh, I'm not looking in most cases for a paid relationship. Uh, for me, it's more about like, hey, how can I help optimize your tool? Then, hey, how how can I give out some, uh, you know, your premium licenses or whatever that may be to um, my audience? Right. So that we can, you know, uh, ultimately, you know, grow the use of these tools. And, and any anyhow, that's kind of where I go with a lot of this tools and tech. But I will tell you, the the like when you're thinking about like trends and you're trying to understand the energy or the sediment of uh, of the industry or of a project, I st- I still really rely on like the human side of the house, right? Like I love you know Twitter for you know I have a couple Twitter lists that are private Twitter lists that are um, some people that like if I see them very like um, you know posting a lot about different projects or a certain project then that actually is is an indicator for me that hey that's something that we need to pay attention to but it's also a little bit to do with like a lot of the tools are very high like very in-depth right I use Dune Analytics uh, I don't talk a lot about it a lot here on the podcast because I don't think it's user friendly enough for most people to use and like, for me, the way that I'm using it is very, um, I don't know the right word term or say it. Like, I'm using it in a very, like, uh, trial and error type uh, scenario. Like, and a lot of reverse engineering, right? And for those that aren't familiar with reverse engineering, is that I like to look at, like, a result of something and then go back and try to figure out what was the, what was the cause, what are the things that happened to determine said outcome And when that's the case, now I can learn from that, right? I'm a huge fan of reverse engineering. I think that's where my computer science uh, side kicks in. Uh, I'm also a big fan of analyzing other people's um, strategies and successes. I, you know, I monitor a lot of wallets, uh, not because I'm trying to, um, you know, steal their ideas, but I like to say like, okay, what is their list strategy, right? How do they list their NFTs for sale? Do they, they list them for seven days? Do they list them for three days? Do they list them for three hours? Um, You know, do they, they list the same NFTs uh, you know always until they sell are they ones that you know if they think something's rare they're going to keep it at high or do they feel like they should just drop it to the bottom all of these things are things that I like to look at a lot of these tools but with that being said there are two tools that I'm pretty confident that everyone that listens to this podcast, if you want to get into collecting or investing or even launching your own NFT collection, there's two tools right now, in my opinion, that are leading the way as far as giving you uh, high-level data, giving you the ability to get a little bit more granular data, but also allow you to kind of customize um, what you're using. And, And I'll say there's two tools, and then there's one um, that I'll kind of like uh, tease here at the end uh, as far as just kind of like something to kind of be aware of. And so uh, the first tool, you might have heard me mention it a couple times on the, on the podcast, uh, you know, when we're looking at like not only rarity, but when you're buying and selling or or for me, one of the things that I like to look at is I like to look at like what what are like the what are the average sale prices of some NFT projects? And then what are the current most recent transactions, right? Like what, how many sales have happened in the last 24 hours? How many listings have happened in the last 24 hours? Right. Because if I see a lot of listings and very few sales, well, it's probably not a good time for me to list my NFT project, right? Or my NFT that I'm holding, but if I see a lot of sales at all, you know, and then like, for me, this is why, I, why the floor price has never been like a focus of mine because I want to look at like the average sale price. So like, I'll pull up a collection. and I'll be like, okay, I have one of these NFTs. I believe mine is fairly, you know, let's say it's in the middle of the pack. I want to actually sell this, but I want to sell it at like a, kind of an optimized time. What I'll look at is say, like, okay, if the inventory starts to shrink, right? If there's lots of sales, well, now the, now there's going to be less inventory, which means mine should stand out more, and my price should actually kind of stand more on its own. And so the there's a couple two different like ways you can look at this, right? And the and the It's funny with tools because tools fall into like all kinds of different buckets. But this is what happened in social media as well. Right now, every tool wants to be everything for everyone. Like literally every NFT tool wants to be Salesforce. And that's tough for me. I'm not a huge fan of putting all my eggs in one basket. Now I am a fan of Salesforce. I've been I've worked with them uh, for many years in the past. Uh, you know, one of their uh, executives, uh, Vala Asfar, uh, is a dear friend and mentor, and I'm very blessed to have him um, have, uh, as a friend in my life. I've been on there uh, a regular on their uh, you know video show that they they host uh, on Fridays uh, called Disrupt TV. But um, so the 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 tools kind of fall in two different areas, and one of them. I'm uh, I'm going to give you it's going to be about more about like understanding the market and trends. The 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 second the, the first one I'm going to give you which I'll, I'll give you right now is more about understanding like what is the value of what you own like as far as the NFT and then also like how to find good how to find rare NFTs at a low uh, at like close to floor price. And right and so the first one is gem.xyz. So G E M Dot .xyz and and I they call themselves the best NFT aggregator for NFT collectors, NFT flippers, whatever that may be. Now, I like the term I like NFT aggregator, that's actually a pretty cool thing. The thing I really like about what Gem has done is it pulls in the listings from all of the marketplaces? So if you uh, if if you're if a collection is listed on uh, on Looks Rare or on XY or on OpenSea, you can see all of them in one um, in one view. Rather than you know if you go to OpenSea, you're only looking at what's listed on OpenSea, not what's listed uh, total for sale across all of the different marketplaces. The other thing that I, uh, I really like that they, they've done with gem.xyz uh, is that you, you know, they have a really, I mean, it's a really smooth um, interface. And on the right-hand side, so if you click on, if you went to X Y Z and you click on your favorite collection, right, whatever it may be, on the right-hand side, they have an activity um, tab that kind of slides open. And in that activity tab, I can sort by 30 days, 7 days, 48 hours, 24 hours. Um, and I can set, it can show me the volume price and sales. It can tell me the depth of the floor, right? So it's going to tell me how many different NFTs are listed at each different level. But then it's also going to give me a real-time update of what's listed, what is sold, on which marketplace it's being sold on, which I think is great. Um, and then also I can actually add it directly to a cart and buy it from this interface. So I really like this gem.xyz. I've been using it now probably two months. It is free. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all of these tools don't roll out an NFT premium uh, version like Icy Tools has done. Um, a lot of the tools that uh, that I used early on are now uh, much more of that um, freemium model where they give you a couple settings for free, um, and then uh, you have to pay for everything else. Right now, gem.xyz is free for all of the features. Um, there, you know, that, which is a you know a really nice benefit. Um, you can also you know uh, look at like what items you have for sale. Um, you can also send and do transfers directly um, inside of Gem. Uh, I will say I I use their sweeper tool. Uh, once just to test it out. So they have a sweeper tool that says, you know, I have this much ETH, uh, buy this many of from this collection as much as you can with that much ETH. Uh, it actually worked really well. I actually, uh, it did optimize uh, a, a sweep that I did on one of the collections. So, uh, you know, that's another nice little uh, benefit. But the thing I want you to think about too, when you're looking at any of these tools is that, you know, like if everyone has the same data, which is not... It's not the case, but if you think about it, like this is the way that I like to look at tools, is like if I know that, you know, like me talking about gem.xyz right now, I know a lot of you are gonna start using that tool. So like what's good about that is if I know everyone is looking at the same thing, well now I can I can start to leverage the data that is available. Right. We we've in the in like the DGEN space, the 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 old school, let's say three months ago, if your project made it to the top 10 on Icy tools in like the one-hour setting, you could pretty much sell out your collection because as soon as it would make the top 10, people would see it. They'd be like, oh my goodness, it's trending and they would jump in and they would mint the project. Well, the problem is with free mints and with people manipulating that data, right? Like, yes, manipulating that data. Like we've actually seen this where some collections will transfer between wallets and be willing to pay um, the transfer fee and even the, the creator fee just so they they spike the volume and the volume so that not, now all of a sudden it's on the top 10 of icy tools. Well because of that's been happening, I can tell you I no longer look at Icy Tools trends as a, a a benchmark for a collection being a value i just i just kind of throw that out now because it's been manipulated and because people once people knew that was kind of like the thing it kind of moved away and so with that being said like i would definitely check out gem.xyz like i like to look at it um as well like say like there's a new collection out um what I'll do is I'll actually say okay what is the most I want to pay for that collection I'll, I'll I'll put that into the filter and then I'll actually say sort by rarity and I'll just leave it up on one of the screens here on my in my uh in my office and if all of a sudden I see something changes off the corner of my eye I'll be like ooh one that is listed under what I want to pay for it but is maybe like in the top 500 rarities has just been listed and I can buy it right away so I do a lot of like sniping by really just having gem up and at my disposal. So gem.xyz, definitely check it out. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. You don't even have to connect your wallet if you don't want to. Um, I do have my wallet connected to, um, their site. I I haven't had any issues with that. I I like the idea that I can click on like the details and this is something else that it does really nice is it actually gives you their rarity ranking, but it also gives you trait snipers rarity ranking if you're looking for the rarity of a certain, um, NFT collection. So definitely check that out. All right, the second tool I'm only going to give you two on this episode because I, you know, I, I don't want people to be overwhelmed. Plus, there are a lot of tools. Really, it can be up to you. But the the second one is one that I found more recently, about two weeks ago. And at first, I was like, "Uh, I'm not sold." And then slowly, I became the tool that I am logging into first thing in the morning is NFTGo.io. NFTGo.io. And the reason I really like this tool is. It has lots of different ways to filter the data. But one of my favorite ones is the market overview. So if you're on the analytics homepage, you can actually look at the market overview and you can look at market cap and market volume and the number of holders and traders that are currently um, active in the market. And why is that important? Well, like right now, I think it, it right, I have it defaulted to seven days, but I like to look like in the last 24 hours. What is the the market cap trend as a whole for the NFT space, right? And If that market cap is going down, more than likely it's not a spot where I'm gonna actually sell, right? My NFTs, like it's like okay, it's not worth selling mine, right? If it's kind of for me, if it's kind of like uh, lukewarm or if it's starting to trend up now, okay, now I start to see that you know more people are are getting active in as far as you know some of the trades. The other thing I really like within this uh, project is it allows you to sort by like top collections, which was which what OpenSea has, but it also tells you like newly added top mints and then top sales. And it even lets you filter and look at some of the whales, like the the trades and things that are happening from what they consider whale wallets or whales in this space. and And what I find interesting on that is like, I, I don't really like, want to follow whales across all projects, but projects that I have a lot of, of in my collection are ones that I care about a lot, this is a, um, one that I like to, you know, kind of just keep an eye on as far as like, you know, what is out there. And, you know, and even, you know, they, they have a, a pretty cool little uh, feature that uh, I'm excited to see when they roll it out. I saw I did see a couple um, screenshots of it uh, in the one discord is they also have like a, a price estimator. Um, they have a leaderboard that you can actually see some of the, um, you know, the like the largest profit uh, you know, gains per wallet. Remember, because the, the blockchain doesn't lie. Uh, And then I'll say the other thing that, you know, like you have to be very careful on a lot of these projects, these tools now have like a calendar or a drops tab. Uh, I haven't found them very reliable. Uh, A lot of times the projects that are listed under drops or calendar seem to be pay to play promotion or just like the very heavy vanity type uh, NFT projects. But it is it doesn't hurt to kind of take a a, a little assessment of what um, some of the, the projects are that are being listed. But here's the thing I like about this. Inside of NFT Go, you can look at different um, like the mint price, uh, the total volume of collections for sale. So if you're if you have a project that you are planning on launching, I would start monitoring and saying, okay, what is the average NFT uh, you know mint price? For collections that are under five thousand pieces, or under ten thousand pieces, or a thousand pieces, or ones that have a certain number uh, of followers on social, and and I do like that um, on their on the NFT Go um, marketplace site, they actually allow they they include the social links for um, the different projects. Now, remember, not only should we do our own research, but be very careful on links that you're clicking. I'm okay clicking links as long as it's not sending me somewhere where I'm connecting my wallet. So if I see, like I just opened it up right now, um, I see that this project, um, Bossy Baddies, um, they have a link to their Twitter. I have no problem clicking on that Twitter link. It happened to open the Bossy Baddies um, Twitter uh, account. I do see that they're minting right now. They actually are ones that we are um, we're looking at for today, which is why I clicked on them. Um, and I, I love their you know female fund founded. Uh, they're you know a project that's minting on June 28th, which is also great to be able to see that. But you know, like that analytics is nice. So I like the market overview here on uh, NFT Go. Um, I also like, you know, just from a, a standpoint of, you know, you know, those that are, you know, have their own Discord. They also have a Discord bot, right? And their Discord bot, um, from everything that I've been experiencing, I've been testing it. Uh, I haven't, I haven't pushed it live into um, our Discord um, at the moment, but I've been testing it on one of our test uh, Discords. And I and I do like um, the you know the kind of uh, you know information that it allows you to kind of put out. You can set up some alerts. You can set up some notifications uh, for trends, some feeds, very similar to what um, Icy Tools did. But I feel like they they're using the bot a little bit more optimized than what uh, I feel like. Uh, really icy tools was using webhooks, where this is using more, um, discord commands. So I, I do like the fact, um, that they have that. Um, I also love that, Hey, that you, when you connect your wallet, um, this is a pretty cool feature that I'll, i kind of, I'm sure most of you will like is that it also gives you an estimate of how much your total, uh, wallet is worth. Um, what the holding value is? Um, what your buy and sell volume has been over the last seventy-two hours, twenty-four hours? Um, I really like getting a, you know some of this data. I previously was using like CoinTracker.io um, and a couple other, a couple other like NFT wallet um, aggregator, like a wallet um analyzers. But I actually found that NFT Go, um, their uh, what you know what they would consider I, here, what do they call it? They call it their you know just the you, you know my NFTs, but they call it like statistics. So under your profile, if you connect your wallet. You can actually, you know, compare, you know, and see, you know, some of the things that you have going on, or what, uh, you know, what collections are are ones that um, are worth kind of, uh, you know, that you have in your bag, or what's the, what's your gains versus losses? And, uh, you know, I just connected one of my other wallets to it just now, and like so, I can actually see like my hold value on Goblin Town. Uh, I can I can actually look at. It. I mean. I can see the profit loss. Um, I can see the buy volume, uh, like what my my buy volume or what my um, sale volume is on on projects. And also, it'll it'll actually also give you a little uh, analytics on, you know, how the projects are trending, right? So it'll tell you like, hey, you bought it at this price, and you sold it. You if you sold it now, it's at this price. Like here's like that risk first reward, or here's the last time you did uh, analytics there. So. Some great data there. So the two these two tools are gem.xyz and nftgo.io. Those are the two tools um, that I really just uh, I like to kind of play around with. I like to see um, you know what is uh, you know out there, what is popular. Um, and then I told you I teased out at the beginning there. There's another tool that I've been you know really playing around with, uh, just to better get an understanding of like you know like what is the how many people on Twitter are using the, a certain NFT as their profile photo. Uh, and so this pro, this tool is actually, it's a plugin and it's called NFT Inspect. And what's neat about it is you can actually inspect and it'll actually measure who is using which uh, NFT as their profile photo and who has the most influence, right? So if I want to get on the radar or I want to find out more about a certain project, I will often click on NFT Inspect Find out who is in their top 10 holder list and then go follow them on Twitter and see what they're posting, see what they're what they're talking about the project. Maybe they're sharing some alpha that you aren't getting anywhere else. So that's kind of the last one I'll throw out there. Um, That one's a little bit more, you know, it's you know, it doesn't tell you all the data because just because people aren't using an NFT as their profile photo doesn't mean they don't love the project. Also, just to clarify, um, you know, I change my NFT profile photo pretty much every single day. Uh, multiple times a day so that doesn't really give anybody a really good sense because for me like my name doesn't really come up i don't keep my profile photo um the same long enough but hey that's part of uh of the you know the, the scenario here in the game so hopefully you found this uh valuable uh like i said you know there's tons of great tools that are out there um you know feel free to tweet me and let me know some of your favorite uh nft tools like what are your favorite uh, tools right now that you're using or if you're using maybe doing analytics what's the dashboards that, that are your favorite dashboards uh, you know as always you can hit us up on our, our social channels uh, we are on every social channel nft 365 podcast is our username on all of the social channels or you can hit me up individually it is I social fans with a Z or a Z there at the end uh, I'm on every social channel I am extremely active on LinkedIn uh, you know I post on LinkedIn just about every single day I have for uh about 7 years now. Uh of course, Twitter, Instagram, uh all of the other channels as well. TikTok, uh we've been posting a little bit more content on TikTok. And then uh lastly, I'll just put us out there as well is just also be aware of like don't don't be so dependent on the data that you have at your current disposal. And what I mean by that is sometimes we can get stuck in like the the like the really like uh a, a filtered or a clouded view of what is really happening it's actually why i often will open up a new tab and i will browse twitter under a different twitter account than that no one really has that i i don't follow any accounts off of it but it gives me like an unfiltered view So like when i click on like hashtag nft community i want to see that not from like what you know, Twitter is uh, filtering for me, but what is like the public uh, view of that? And it's also why a lot of times for me, I, I like to, I'll have three tools up in front of me and I'll just compare the data of the three tools and say, okay, because like there's some other great tools that are great for for rarity, right? So like you have Rarity Sniper, you have uh, Trait Sniper, you have Rarity.Tools, um, lots of great tools that are out there for you to manage rarity, but all of them kind of, seem to measure a little bit differently, right? Some of them factor in certain things that others don't. And so I think it's more important to do a comparison. And then somewhere in the middle is probably the right amount of data, the right amount of information. So... Hope you found this valuable. As always, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, share if you don't mind. You know, uh, We get this a lot. Like, how can we help the podcast? Or, Brian, how can we thank you for all this free content you've been giving? Well, the way you can do that is you can subscribe and you can share out the podcast on your social channels. Tell your friends, your family. Uh, let other people know like why you love the podcast. Uh, and if you haven't left a review yet on uh, Apple or iTunes, we will always appreciate uh, a review over there as well. So until tomorrow, my friends. Make it a great day. Cheers. the show is not financial